Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. I'm co-founder of the online magazine, The Refined Woman, and my vision is to create a safe space where we can take off that Superman cape of having it all together and share our stories authentically and honestly. I really believe people are dying for the permission to be vulnerable, to just go there. But it takes someone being willing to go there first. It's my desire to do just that and invite you and others to do the same by removing that shiny mask of perfection and courageously sharing the imperfect journeys of life, spirituality, love, business, and everything in between. Welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and today I am talking with actress Christina Moses. Now, if you guys don't know who Christina Moses is, shame on you. This woman is so incredible, and I'm so excited for you to get to hear more of her story. So who is this incredible woman? Well, currently, Christina Moses is one of the leads in the ensemble ABC drama, A Million Little Things. It just launched last week. Christina stars alongside Ron Livingston, Romani Malco, Grace Park, and James Roday. The new series follows a group of friends who come together after one of them suddenly dies. It's being heralded as the big chill meets This Is Us, and you guys, I can attest to that. Christina can currently be seen in the ATT Direct TV series Condor opposite Academy Award-winning actors William Hurt and Mira Servino. She also recently wrapped her recurring role as Keeling in the CW series The Originals. Previously, Christina starred in Julie Plex's event series Containment. She appeared in guest-starring roles for Showtime's Roadies opposite Luke Wilson in Fox's Rosewood. On the big screen, Christina starred in the hilarious independent film How We Met. In addition to her film and television work, Christina also dedicates her time to a variety of philanthropic organizations such as Lotus Outreach International, The Girl Effect, and the Gina Davis Institute that empowers and educates all over the world. Christina currently lives in LA and she is on the Refined Collective podcast today. So let's dive in. Well, good morning, Christina. Thank you so much for hopping on a call with me today. I know it's a big week for you. (laughs) Good morning. Yes. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. Yeah. Um, Well, I just got finished watching the very first episode of A Million Little Things, your new show that's out. And (laughs) it was so freaking good. I like literally laughed and I cried my eyes out. Mm. I have no makeup on right now. <laughs> so congratulations. That's Thank a really you. Good deal. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was, it's, it's so, cause most of the work that I've done, you know, I, I'll shoot the whole series and then, you know, like six months later or something comes out. So it's actually cool to actually still be working on something mm. and, uh, f- hear and feel the response in real time sort of. So last night was the premiere. So we all, most of us got together. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're shooting in Vancouver right now. So Mm -hmm. uh, we met on set, uh, a restaurant actually, that they were still, they were shooting a couple of scenes. And so those of us who weren't shooting, we just met together um, and we did a live tweet and a live Instagram for the East. So your time for East coast time here yes. on the West coast. Yes. Uh, yeah. So at seven o'clock we were watching it along with you guys chatting and 
taking photos and acting a full because we were just so, so excited to share our work with you guys. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it has to be such an incredible and I'm sure vulnerable feeling too. Like here is my heart. Like here (laughs) is what I've been working on. Like sharing that with the world, I feel like is at least for me when I am putting myself out there in new ways. I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm walking naked. What's oh going to happen? Oh my God, totally. I mean, even just going to work sometimes, you know, and it's mm. just us right here, you know, kind mm. of, you know, shooting this, it feels a little bit naked because, yeah, you know, anytime you put anything you love out there, yeah. uh, you're, you know, you're exposed in some way. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely. And And also, you know, it's interesting because, it's kind of surreal in a way. Like I know it's going to go out to the world, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. most places around the world, definitely United States, but it's so there's a disconnect in a way because I'm not there with the world. Like I'm not in Mm -hmm. like your living room with you. So in some Mm -hmm. way it's like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of abstract, but it's also very real at the same time. You know, just, yeah. yeah. It's like you're creating and you're putting this stuff out there and this is your heart, but you're not walking with people actually through it. Right. Um, Like I'm not sitting with the entire audience of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think something that is so special about A Million Little Things is um, for those of you who haven't watched it, don't know what it's about, um, just following a group of male friendships primarily. And it's about suicide. And I love kind of like the mantra of that first episode, everything happens for a reason. Mm. And I wanted to hear from you, like, what do you think of that? Like everything happens for a reason. Like, do you agree with that? And what does that look like in your own like personal narrative of how you got to this role? Mm, sure. Mm. I do think everything happens for a reason. I mean, we, we, if we choose to look at it that way, mm-hmm. you know, really everything is our perspective, our, our perception. So if you choose not to look at it that way, then I guess, you know, you can definitely go on and live your life that way. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do, uh, coming from like I, my spiritual perspective, I believe in karma very much. You know, mm-hmm. just the law of cause and effect is very real for me. And I happen to believe in multiple lifetimes, you know, past, Mm -hmm. present, and future. So yes, things do happen or happen for a reason because we're constantly creating karma. Like we do something and then at some point there's an effect, there's a result, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a reason just from that simple scientific law. Mm -hmm. And then also just how we choose to live our life. If, you know, we're on a path of wanting to learn and grow and experience and it's like, oh, this happened how can I choose to learn from this certain situation? Mm. You know, especially if we have goals, we have dreams. So I do think that is something important to live by. I feel like that reminds me of one of my mentors always says like every opportunity is an opportunity to grow if we choose it to be. 100%. Yeah. And so I think something I'm so curious about like your world and what you're up to is I feel like it's so easy to kind of see where you're at now. Like Mm. you have this amazing new show that is incredible and compelling. And it's just the beginning. You are on the originals. You have been opposite Academy Award winners on different projects. And I think it can be so easy just to see, oh, this is where Christina's at. Like she's made it. Like she's she's living the life. Um, but one thing that I do believe and I'd love to hear from you is I don't think that there's any such thing as overnight success. <laughs> we see like the final product and like, oh wow, that's like sexy and shiny and glamorous. But 
like, was it really that no. way all along? <laughs> no, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> At least so not for just- me. <laughs> and I know the thing for everyone too. I mean, I think yeah, there are yeah. certain people, like I know people who've come to um, Los Angeles and from wherever they're from. And then within a year, they're working like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a blessing and that's wonderful. But then again, I don't know what happened prior to the time that they got there, you know? Right. Right. Um so yeah, I don't really believe like it's an overnight success in any yeah. in any capacity. For me, gosh, just even getting my heart aligned with my mind, right? Mm. To muster up the courage and the confidence to even go for it was a really long road. I, I grew up in Los Angeles, and my father uh, used to teach acting in the seventies, mm. and he did a bunch of co-stars, guest stars, stuff like that. And so, and my mom kind of dabbled in it as well. And she's uh, actually really talented. And so mm-hmm. when I was young, my dad just took me all over Los Angeles. I was auditioning all over the place and I was terrified. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I was so shy. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, you know, looking back on it, I wonder if, if, if it was just um, he not understanding me and how I worked because I had a very like huge imagination. And I remember I would watch his plays and I'd watch his acting classes. And then I would come home and I would mimic them, you know, when I was really young, but then when someone watched me, I would get like really shy and I would want to stop. Um, so I think my dad just didn't understand that I wasn't this completely extroverted child who, you know, loved the spotlight. And a lot of actors aren't actually. So I think it's just a way of making it safe for them. So apparently like these managers wanted to work with me. And I finally, I, I said, hi, no, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm too shy, but maybe when I grow up. And then that was kind of the end of that for a while, but I was up for stuff like Punky Brewster and like all these things. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So when I got older, I think it was like junior high, high school. Um, I'd been painting for a long time mm. and writing poetry. And so I'm an artist. I still do those things. And I found theater just on my own. Like, I circled back around to it and it was just another form of expression and I loved it. It's just a place for me to explore everything that I was feeling, but not as just me up there by myself, you know, as Christina Moses. And it was just fun. I had, I had a blast. I went to UC Santa Cruz and I did this multicultural theater troupe where we would come down to the inner city high schools in Los Angeles, um, just doing monologues and short plays, just trying to get these students interested in art and college and knowing that there is a place for them as well. Mm. And finally I moved to New York. Something that I always wanted to do, stopped doing theater, started studying politics, like cultural race, class politics, started Mm -hmm. teaching. And then I missed theater. So I started doing a bunch of theater, like just way, 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 way off Broadway community stuff. But it still took me like forever to even to admit to myself that this is something that I wanted to do and that I could actually earn a living from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward 2008, well, 2005 to LA, did a little like commercial stuff, moved back to New York. And then in 2008 is when it kind of started to unfold. Like I got representation that actually can get me in the proper doors. I did a one woman show, toured that for a little bit. And finally I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. You know, I have, I have the right people to kind of shepherd me along and girl, it took forever. Like, to, mm-hmm. I mean, forever, not to, to book. Cause that can happen. Like, yeah, I know extremely talented people who aren't working, you know, 
-hmm. it's just the name of the game. You know, it's just a numbers game. It's right time, right place and be in your uh, preparation, being prepared for when the moment arrives. Mm. But it was, um, it took a long time to really believe that I deserve to be there. Mm. That even like following my heart was just something that was valid and real. And it wasn't like I was raised to not believe that, mm. but I think there was so much heartache and trauma around being forced to do it as a child, mm. you know, and wanting to please my father so bad and had, and not knowing how to do that. Cause it just didn't feel right the way it was happening. Mm. And just other things, you know, like family, family dynamics that just kind of crushed my confidence as a child. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, through acting classes and having a very strong meditation practice and people who, um, just friends along the same path and family that supported me, it was just me. It was me mm -hmm. having to reconcile like, Hey, Christina, you can do this. So let's just keep going and keep going, you know, and, and, um, you know, it was interesting, actually, one of my, my meditation teachers, he was a Tibetan Buddhist and he asked me what I do. And I said, Oh, I'm an actor. And he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And he's like, so talk to me about that. And I said, well, you know, it's really hard and it's challenging. It's fun, but you know, the process is I have to go in and I have to meet the people who are responsible for giving me the job, you know, and I have to perform for them in some way. And then they decide whether or not I can get it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of no's in there. There's a lot of, like, you know, lots of rejection. And he was like, that's great. And I was like, huh? He's like, yes, rejection is great. You know, because then, you know, just when you walk into that room, like you bless them, you just pray for them and you connect with them. And, and he was saying, basically the rejection is good because we want to kind of dismantle that ego, right? Cause it's not really about us anyway. Mm -hmm. So if I can go in there and not make it about me, but just make it about them connecting with the person, making, make it about the work. then that's where like the freedom happens it still took me like many years to really understand that yeah. and be okay with that <laughs> yeah yeah this episode of the refined collective podcast is brought to you by my very own resource guide called moving through fear now i created this resource guide based off my own journey and process of moving through my own insecurities fear narratives and limiting beliefs and let me tell you guys, if you're looking for a 10-step guide to freedom, you're in the wrong place because I'm no expert. I am on the journey with you, offering you tools graciously given to me over the years. So my prayer is that through this guide, you will know, believe, and experience that truth defeats fear and lies, that you are worth fighting for and you are not alone. So grab my free guide, Moving Through Fear, on the website, therefinedwoman.com slash freebie. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E. -E -E. And remember, I am on the journey with you. When you're just talking, something that like pinged me was when you, you kind of said like, I didn't know if I deserved mm -hmm. to be here. Yeah. Um, you didn't know like what I hear underneath that is like, am I worthy? Like, do I have yes. what it takes? Like, yes. why? Like, what was that? Like, why do you think you didn't deserve success or whatever it was that you were looking for? Hmm. I honestly think 
it is a culmination of just not, pro- it, it, yeah, I, I could not really working through a lot of the emotional trauma that mm-hmm. I had gone through as a child. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I think is because for them, there's a lot of love. Like my parents love me very much, but there's a lot of unhealthy kind of codependent relationship mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And so because, I looked at that as, oh, well, that's just okay. That's just normal. You know, I can go to therapy for that kind of stuff. You know, it's not like other people I know who, or even the people in my family who suffer like crazy abuse, right? So there's just, mm. just kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter that much, mm. but it, you know, it hurts. Okay. But I can, I can deal with it. I can go to therapy over it. But there was actually like, I'm just now actually learning how trauma is just trauma period. You know, yes, yeah. of course there's different levels of trauma, but our bodies kind of always don't know the difference. And so there was just like this, cause I mean, it, I, sometimes I would go to these auditions, right. And, and sometimes they were great. Sometimes they weren't or whatever, but sometimes just the right time, the right person, the right desire to, to have it and not have it fulfilled would send me like back, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just be gripped in this paralyzing fear and this paralyzing self-loathing and this paralyzing mm-hmm. like doubt, you know, cause the talent was there. I've always kind of somehow believed in my talent. Like I knew I could mm-hmm. do it. I've done enough theater. I've had enough practice. I had enough passion for it that I knew that it was there, but that would just completely go by the wayside. And it was like, I was being hijacked, you know, mm-hmm. and it took me so long to realize that I was actually having some sort of PTSD stuff around it. Like, cause when you're not, I had an acting teacher that would say, if it's hysterical, it's historical. So if you're not actually mm. responding to real time, you know, it doesn't mean you can't be hurt and upset and disappointed and, you know, like, oh my God, like heartbroken, but you can kind of gauge your emotional reaction to what's happening. And so like, mm. I would really just kind of lose it within and I would not really share that with people and it would just destroy me, mm. you know? And so, yeah, I really, I really think the non-deserving just had to do with honestly, never being able to please my dad. And a lot of it was my perception of what was happening in the end, him being proud of me, but him, he had no way to, uh, he was doing the best he could with the tools that he had. Mm -hmm. So he thought his way of doing it was going to bring me out and make me more like who he thought I should be Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being present with who I was and Mm -hmm. figuring out how to bring me out as I am. So now Ah. I'm figuring out how to bring me out as I am and accept myself as I am and meet the work as I am and let the work change me and unfold me, but I'm showing up as me. Yes. Yes. I feel like even what you're saying, like in order to show up as you, Mm -hmm. Christina, in order for me to show up as me, Catherine, like in order to move forward, you got to go backwards, right? Like you got to like go back and do the work and... I feel like God gave me this picture years ago and I was, it was like I was in the ocean and I was around all these waves and I was treading water. And I think like as kids a lot, like we get thrown into situations and we, you know, we survive and it becomes this like very normal thing. Like, oh, I'm treading water. I'm treading water. I'm surviving. Mm -hmm. So like God gave me this picture. I'm treading water. And I was like proud that I was treading water. I was like, look what I can do while I'm treading water. I can spin all these plates while I'm treading water. I can create results in my life while I was treading water. And I had this specific moment when I first moved to New York where I was writing my rent check and I was like, yes, I made it another month. (laughs) 
And yes, I know. You know the feeling, right? Yes. Um, and I was like, I survived. And then I felt like this picture of me treading in the water and the ocean, like I felt like God was like, what if you could be on solid ground? what if your feet could be on solid ground and you could thrive? Like, what if the goal wasn't merely survival? And I like that came to my mind while you were speaking. And I know we kind of talked about this Marianne Williamson quote before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, it's not our darkness that we're afraid of. It's our light. Like I was, I didn't know what it was like to thrive because I was such a good survivor and it was at least what I knew. No, totally. 100%. I mean, I, I realized that I was living for so long with this low level anxiety Mm. and I didn't realize it because I've got, I'm treading water. Like it's just, it was the air that I breathed, you know, because I could do all these things. And I was like, yeah, you know, but I can also meditate and I go on, you know, silent retreats twice a year, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm somewhat successful and doing all these things or whatever, but it was, yeah. Having my feet on solid ground, what would that feel like? Mm. And it, it really did. Oh my God. It has so much to do with being afraid of the space that I would take up if I shined, if I just followed my heart. And I've always been the kind of person who truly what lights me up is, is bringing people along for the ride. I, I get lit up when other people are lit up. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I want my work to somehow just inspire people to be inspired by who they are, you know, I guess when I was younger, I, I, I had these fears, you know, cause people, you know, kids are kids and they do what they do. But <laughs> I realized that at a very young age, oh, if I shined, or if I was a really good dancer, cause I had a friend who said, well, you're a good dancer and you dance better than me. So I don't want to be your friend. And I was like, oh, well, I learned that if I was better than someone, which is completely, you know, relevant or, um, Perspective. It's completely like, you know, subjective. And, um, but I did learn that like, oh, if I, if I did what I wanted to do, if I, if I was good at something then I would lose love and I always chose love. So it was like this kind of lifelong thing of dimming down in order to not offend people or to have friends or to have love, whether someone demanded that from me or not, it was already just like this well-oiled machine inside. So yes, I think there is this gosh, this, this complete um, fear that we do have of just being our best mm-hmm. selves, being radiant and powerful. There's a great responsibility that has to do mm-hmm. with that. There's, you know, in, in the growing, in the expansion, in the living in our best light, there is a certain amount of understanding our wounds that goes along with that as well. There's an understanding and accepting of our faults, of our insecurities, because then the only way to get to that shine is to really love and embrace those things. And so I do think like both of those things are are terrifying. Mm. Yeah. I'm just like soaking in what you're saying. I just think it's, I just think back to like the little girl who heard that, like that message that Mm -hmm. if I am good or if I am better, if I am talented, then I won't be loved. And I think that's such a tricky little lie that I have heard so much of my life. And I think it's, 
like Stephen Pressfield in his book, War of Art says like, when you're pursuing anything of a noble cause, whether that's like creativity, your art, your vision, you're going to experience resistance because there's, Mm -hmm. there's some power in the world that does not want like light to spread. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the subtle ways that happens is those experiences that you're talking about, like, oh, if I am, if I really am fully who I was created to be, I won't get love, which it's actually, I think the, some of the biggest lies I've ever believed in my life are attacking some of the most true things about me Mm. and the most true things about you. Like actually the opposite is true. Like when you, Christina are fully you, like you're able to be fully loved. Totally. Isn't that so interesting? Like how the lie just like, it's like attacks something that's so true. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so true. Cause I I mean, how many times I've like, you know, when you, you like vibe with a certain person and you're just yourself and you're radiant, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like, I'll meet someone and I really want to connect with them, but for some, whatever they're triggering in me, I'm like, Oh, I got to be this kind of way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I start shutting down certain parts of myself or, you know, not allowing myself. And then I'm like chasing that love. But the really, the reason why they're not connecting to me is because I am not showing up for them. Mm. There's no entry point, you know, there's no entryway. And it's just, mm. yeah, my gosh, that lie, man. <laughs> mm, yeah. The yeah. lie. The lies. Ah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you could kind of go back to mm-hmm. your younger self, like today as the woman that you are, the woman you are embodying, what would you tell your younger self? Like what, what would she need to hear from you? I love you. I believe in you. There's absolutely nothing you can't do when you put your heart and your mind to it. And and I would say, oh, I would say make all the mistakes in the world, that it's okay to make mistakes, that it's okay to fail. That was the thing I didn't, one of the things that I didn't get, right? Was that, it, you know, if I didn't get it right away, then there was like some shaming happening. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, baby girl, you, there is no failure. It's just you try and sometimes you succeed, but the succeeding is actually in the learning and seeing what you can create in the mistakes or the quote unquote failures, yes. you know, and that you're oh. safe to do that mm-hmm. and you're loved for doing that because mm-hmm. you're human and it's okay. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. I needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking that. Yeah. Well, Christina, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Like one of the crazy things about this like podcast journey is I'm like, I get to talk with like complete strangers Mm -hmm. and we like dive into the deep end. (laughs) I can keep talking for like another half hour. I just, I want to know more about you now and like keep going because there's so much. It's great. I love that you're doing this. I think it's so beautiful. It's so important. And that, that anxiety piece that you had, I've listened Mm -hmm. to that and it really just really helped me. I was really going through it that day. So, so thank you. I'm so glad. So how can we, follow what you're up to? How can people like learn more about you, follow your journey, all the things? Sure. So I'm on the Instagram at Christina S. Moses and Christina Moses for Twitter. Mm. I do that sometimes, but I'm more, more, more on Instagram. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I have some of my art up there. I have some of my poetry up there and I'm definitely uh, promoting my new show, A Million Little Things that's on ABC, Mm -hmm. comes out every Wednesday, 10, 9 central. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And uh, I would love for you guys to see Condor. That's a show that I did on the Audience Network. If you have the app, AT&T UVerse, DirecTV, DirecTV Now, you can you can watch it there. If you, especially if you love like CIA conspiracy thrillers, I just think oh. it's a really fun show. Um, the Originals is also on Netflix. Uh, so it's containment. Um, yeah. And just, girl, yeah, keep just it all up. over the place. All over, girl. Take it over. All, no. Taking over the world. <laughs> with, with everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, well, bless you, girl. I'm so Thank excited you. to see your journey and your heart is gold. And yeah, I hope we get to chat again soon. I hope so, too. Thank you. Bless you, too. All right. Too. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, out of your life, out of your schedule to listen to the Refined Collective podcast. This project is so much of my heartbeat to share stories. I want you to walk away from these episodes feeling encouraged, empowered, known, seen, and maybe a little less alone. Um, It's my heart's cry that you would be free and know that you belong here, that there's a seat at the table for you. And I want you to know that you are so welcome in this tribe, so welcome in the Refined Collective tribe. So I want to ask you, I want to invite you, if the Refined Collective podcast is something that has been a gift to you, I just invite you to go over to iTunes or click on your podcast app and subscribe to the podcast so that every week when a new episode comes out, it's straight downloaded for you. And if you could leave a rating and review too, that would mean the world to us. I want to read you guys one that came in from last week's episode with Allison Evans from Erica P. She says, I love, love, love this podcast, but this has to be one of my all-time faves. About a year ago, I began the journey of surrendering and accepting a new diet and soon embracing a clean eating lifestyle due to some gut issues, which made doing life just hard to manage. A year later, my gut is healthy. I'm physically healthier than ever. And I learned the power of positive prayer with God to get where I am today. This clean lifestyle is no joke. And I love that it was featured on this podcast. This podcast weekly gives me hope, confidence, and strength to pursue and cultivate an authentic lifestyle that's healthy for me. Holy cow, Erica P. Can we be friends? That just blessed me so much. So friends, my invitation, go over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, leave us a rating and review, screenshot it, upload it to Instagram stories, tag us. I would love to connect with you. I will respond to every single DM that we get because I am just so grateful for this tribe. 